Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Pushkin. I've paddled out with people who had Confederate flag. That was their surfboard. <laughs> this is Martina Duran. As a Black woman learning to surf in Florida, she was always hyper aware of her identity. I grew up in Miami, and I like to say there's like this imaginary line, like when you cross the beach into the water, where the diversity just drops, and not just in racial diversity, but gender diversity as well. You, you feel like an island out there, right? Like, you feel like all eyes are on you because you, you do stick out. And this is Chelsea Woody. I do think that I, I did try harder <laughs> because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be good at it. I think it pushed me to want to create a space where others felt like they could join in, because I didn't feel like I had that. I think as African-American women that were interested in surfing, we just didn't see ourselves represented in the lineups that we frequented. And we all had a shared experience of wanting to change that. Chelsea and Martina, along with Danielle Black Lions and Gigi Lucas, met on social media. When you step out into the lineup, you, you don't typically see folks that look like you. And when you are looking through magazines, uh, we don't typically see African-American women represented or brown women represented in mainstream surfing. And when folks think of a surfer, they don't automatically think of a woman with, you know, textured hair and a darker complexion. So we really wanted to change that. 
In 2019, they decided to do something about the lack of diversity in the water. They formed a collective called Textured Waves with the goal of encouraging more women of color to surf. They want to make women like them visible in the roughly $4 billion surf industry. But in order to do that, they have to deal with the past. That means facing the discrimination that was so prevalent, that was encoded in the California surf culture of the 50s and 60s, when Mickey Dora ruled Malibu. That golden age that was only golden for a very privileged few. I'm Dana Goodyear, and this is a Lost Hills bonus episode. The Black Heroes of Surfing. Not long after they formed, Textured Waves decided to make a short film. It's called See Us Now. It's set in coastal California in the 1950s. And it imagines a past that never was. Four black women ride to the beach in a Ford Falcon convertible, wax up their boards, paddle out, and surf. This is a picture of the California dream, that mid-century myth, with black women squarely at the center of the narrative, and not a single surf Nazi in sight. It's meant to be a corrective. And the iconic, like, days of surfing, which most people would say are in the 50s and 60s, we can't even see ourselves in those images. In many places, as surfing was emerging on the mainland, it was illegal for Black people to be on the beach with white people. Yeah, these laws were in place from the Jim Crow era, of course. Those laws were, their only purpose was to segregate the African-American population from the white population because we were not deemed human. We were deemed like animals, right? A lot of those laws were disbanded in 1965, but it's continued in other ways. In the Jim Crow era, there were a few beaches around the country that were set aside for Black recreation. These were places where Black people would not face the harassment and hostility they often encountered at other beaches. So Inkwell was the name designated to a beach where African-Americans were legally allowed to be at. The name itself is <laughs> has semi-racist connotations because there was a belief that our skin would make the water dirty because we were dark. And so that's why they were called inkwells, you know, like an inkwell um, that they use for pens and writing. For decades after the official rules changed, people of color were informally, sometimes violently, barred from enjoying common natural resources like the beach. Mickey Dora, policing Malibu in a Nazi uniform, was a horrible example of what they faced. Which is interesting, considering his own immigrant status, you know, coming here from Hungary. But, you know, a lot of 
people who are racist and have the hold of those ideals, it comes from a lot of insecurity on their own part. Chelsea and Martina are not fans of Mickey. I think he was the first one who really coined localism as, if you live here, you can surf here. If you don't live here, you can't surf here, right? What does that mean to be allowed to be on a beach, right? That automatically excludes a certain group of people because, you know, when my grandmother was alive, she would have been arrested for going onto a beach. It was illegal for her to go to a beach. Localism and the way it was championed by people like Mickey Dora embedded these exclusionary ideas into the culture of surfing. Exclusivity was tolerated, accepted, celebrated. Even though we do not have legal inkwells anymore, we have still, in a way, inkwells, right? So, like, in uh, there's a part of Florida, North Florida, where I believe you have to drive 10 miles before you can get to an, a public accessible beach, right? So everyone, <laughs> the community is forced on this little stretch of beach land while this entire coastline is open to either who has homes on that coastline who is allowed, who is friends of friends of that coastline. There were consequences to these policies and this informal culture of exclusion. Generations of black and brown children in this country were unfairly denied a connection to the ocean, to surfing, to swimming, to the beach itself. We've been stripped of our rights of aquatic culture. Like, how do you learn to swim if you're not allowed in a pool and swim? And this is generations deep. And we see the, the very devastating results from that. There was a great study done with Hurricane Katrina. They looked at all the drownings in Hurricane Katrina. And the theory was that I believe 60% of those drownings would have been prevented with basic swimming skills. So, like, this has had real consequences. Exclusion, Martina says, is dangerous. Children and our people have drowned and died because for generations we weren't allowed in these spaces. And if your parents don't know how to swim, they're not going to take you to learn how to swim. If they have a fear of the ocean, you're going to have a fear of the ocean. And we all know the one thing you do when you're in water is not to panic. That's how you prevent drowning. But like if you've grown up with this fear around water and aquatic bodies, um, you're going to panic, you know. So yeah, it's a lot to unpack. Even with all this hate and exclusion, there was a well-known black surfer in the golden age of surfing. His name was Nick Gabaldon. He was an accomplished waterman and athlete and a beacon for black surfers today. But he met a tragic end in Malibu. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. 
That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash lost today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash lost. As listeners to this show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet? When you're looking to upgrade your wallet, it's time to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds has the financial smarts to help you find the right financial products for you. Before NerdWallet, you might have paid for vacations with whatever was in your wallet. But you could have been missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. Now you can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. In Santa Monica, there was a 200-foot area of Bay Street Beach that was roped off for the use of black people. Unlike other beaches in Southern California, where harassment of black beachgoers was common, it was one of the few spots where black people could enjoy the ocean. It was known, problematically, as the Santa Monica Inkwell. In the 1940s, that was where Nick Gabaldon borrowed a board from a lifeguard and learned to surf. He heard the waves were better in Malibu, but he didn't have a car. And when he tried to hitchhike, he didn't have a lot of luck. He didn't let that stop him, though. He got on his board, got in the water, and paddled there. You know, Nick Gabaldon had to paddle 12 miles to Malibu to even surf that beach. But he's one of the first, like, documented African-American um, and Mexican surfers. It was an extraordinary feat of athleticism. And when Nick had finished surfing, he'd paddle 12 miles back. Nick Gabaldon was part of the Malibu scene in the late 40s and early 50s. And eventually, he made friends with the surfers there, and they would give him rides. On a beach full of white surfers, Nick stood apart. Vicki Flaxman, one of the early Malibu surfers, remembers him. 
He was a little bit older. He was in his early 20s, I think, because he'd been in the service. And so he started surfing after that. After graduating from Santa Monica High in 1945, he'd enlisted in the Navy. After the war, he was attending Santa Monica College and working as a postman. He was very handsome and a sweetheart. He was very, very sweet. And he didn't just plunge into the Malibu scene. He just wanted to surf. And he got to be friends with a lot of the guys. I think he was kind of shy around the girls. He didn't, I mean, he was friendly, but he was very shy and kind of reserved. Vicky didn't know much about him or his context, but she does remember the story of his tragic death. It was June 5th, 1951. There was a big south swell with eight to 10 foot waves. Nick paddled out and caught a big wave and took off on it, heading straight for the Malibu Pier. I had been surfing the day before and I knew the surf was still up. And I don't know why, I just didn't go up that day. But I knew, I felt something. I felt something really weird. And I called my girlfriend, Claire. It was about 2.30 in the afternoon, and I thought, what, why am I calling her? She's up there, she's up surfing. There's no reason that she'd be home, but she was. And I said, what happened? Why are you home? And she said, Nick hit the pier and they can't find him. They haven't found him. And, um, you know, everybody was bereft because the guys, all the guys, you know, ran down there, ran up on the pier, tried to get as close to the pilings as they could, and they couldn't find him. His body washed up days later, miles away. He was just 24 years old. Unlike Mickey Dora, who was documented excessively throughout his life and became a California folk hero, Nick Gabaldon's legacy was lost for many years. In the mid-70s, a surfer named Rick Blocker read an open letter that another surfer, Tony Corley, had published in Surfer Magazine. Corley called on his black surfing brothers to come together and form a black surfing association. Mother Ocean knows no prejudices, Corley wrote. Blocker answered the call, becoming one of the first members of the Black Surfing Association. And eventually, he started researching the life and legacy of Nick Gabaldon. He sees Gabaldon as hugely significant for surfers today a reminder that black people have been surfing in California for just as long as white people. That's exactly the kind of thing Textured Waves is doing, with one crucial difference. Martina Duran. That's one thing that we're trying to do at Textured Waves. We're trying to document um, some of these amazing surfers while they're still alive, you know, so that history is captured. A few years ago, a plaque was erected at Bay Street in Santa Monica to honor Nick Gabaldon and the beach that was once called the Inkwell. We celebrate him every year in Malibu, the Black Surfers Collective. Chelsea Woody again. 
they get together every year and they recreate the paddle out. Um, it's like a big celebration. A bunch of Black surfers and supporters and allies get together, eat on the beach, we surf, and we also just, you know, wait for these folks to come and paddle and, you know, cheer them on as they arrive to the beach. The event, which takes place in June each year, around the time of his death, honors Gabaldon and his memory. And it also reinforces the bonds around the growing Black surf community. As listeners to this show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet? When you're looking to upgrade your wallet, it's time to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds has the financial smarts to help you find the right financial products for you. Before NerdWallet, you might have paid for vacations with whatever was in your wallet. But you could have been missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. Now you can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Musora is your access to online music lessons for guitar, piano, drums, and singing. This is your chance to reignite some old musical passions or pick up an instrument for the first time. Connect with more than 100 of the world's best teachers and musicians. You'll get seven days totally free to try it out. And then it's just $30 a month, less than a single private lesson. I mean, why do we do Broken Record? Not just because we love hearing from great musicians. We do it because we think that there is something beautiful about the appreciation of music. Don't you think we need more of that in our lives these days? That's the mission of Musora, to inspire, educate, and connect musicians. Enjoy unlimited personal support, weekly live streams, student lesson plans. It's like having a personal music teacher, only much, much better. Just go to musora.com, M-U-S-O-R-A.com, to start a new musical journey today. Chelsea and Martina both learned to surf later in life. Martina was in college when she did a semester abroad in Costa Rica and took her first surf lesson. Chelsea was even older. I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, uh, kind of in a suburb outside of Seattle. So I didn't grow up in the ocean or having much ocean knowledge at all. I had seen surfing in the movie theaters. The first time I saw it was watching Blue Crush. 
and I always wanted to do it um, since I was in high school, but just never had the opportunity. At 30, she and her husband decided to quit their jobs and travel and ended up spending time in Indonesia. Never got the courage to do it until we kind of took a bigger risk in our life, you know, quitting our jobs and traveling. And I just thought it would be a good time for me to <laughs> try to surf. And so we went to Indonesia and stayed there for a month and taught ourselves how to surf. When I first started in Indonesia, I I was one of the only brown women that looked like me in the lineup, even though I'm in a place with a lot of brown folks. There was a lot of tourists and um, Indonesian men, and they all called me sister. So, um, you know, I think they recognize, like, you are like me, but we haven't, you know, seen a ton of women like you. Um, One thing they called me also was Obama, (laughs) which I thought was really interesting. I mean, he was very popular in Indonesia when he was president, you know. Be like, Obama, go on that wave. Um, I didn't know how to feel about that. Um, and that when I did come home, um, it made me realize, like, wow, people around the world don't even see Black women or brown women as surfers. That needs to change. After Indonesia, Chelsea and her husband made a big decision. We kind of uprooted our lives um, in the Pacific Northwest to live on the coast of California and surf every day. They moved to Santa Cruz, California. It's probably one of the most affected by localism still, you know? Really difficult to break into the surf scene here and very intimidating and men will still yell at you and push you off your board, even like young children and women. So I have definitely been yelled at a a lot in this town by grown men. You just immediately get hassled before you even get in the water. So it's it's unfortunate um, because surfing should be a very peaceful, tranquil thing, but somehow the aggression (laughs) gets out. (laughs) So And, and it always amazes me how comfortable men are in the water just yelling at a woman or a child and in no situation on land would they be comfortable doing that it is embarrassing you know so it is it is a hard place to learn to surf and I think um you do have to adapt and have to learn quickly to make it around here because if you can't surf or if you're not you know following the rules people don't give you a chance (laughs) that sounds harsh and it's changing but um that was definitely i've definitely had interactions here in the water for sure people are not always so kind (laughs) it's just such a contrast to like where i live like i think about how fortunate i am Martina also moved, away from the Confederate flag board she encountered in Florida, to Hawaii. 
here, I've been encouraged to expand my relationship with the ocean. Like I've started canoe surfing and racing and all this stuff. And everyone just like wants to help you. And like, I I just couldn't imagine. I don't know that I would be still surfing if I was in a place like Santa Cruz. Like you definitely would have to have some very thick skin. Well, for cold too as well, but <laughs> thick skin for the words and for the cold. But it just shows that how important that is, like, to just be accepting, you know? That's not fun for anyone, especially when you're younger and you're still trying to develop that identity. I can only imagine how that that feels to be constantly told you don't belong here and to be bullied out of a space and, you know what I mean? Because the ocean is, is really for everyone. For Chelsea and Martina, surfing is a refuge, and they don't want it to be a battleground. Especially during the pandemic, Chelsea says, surfing was essential. I am a nurse, and I was so happy to have surfing as an outlet. Luckily, you can kind of do it in isolation if you're strategic about it. So it was, um, yeah, so important for me to have during that time. I don't think I would have made it through mentally if I didn't have surfing. And that's a big part of what they want to put out there, the message they want to spread to future Black surfers. These spaces, the beaches, the ocean, they belong to you, too. They're there for your leisure and enjoyment. I, I think for it to be the leisure to actually be leisurely <laughs> is my hope, you know, that it it isn't a struggle of, do I belong here? Am I supposed to surf at this spot? Should I park here? Will somebody vandalize my car because I parked here? And so, yeah, I just hope that it, it you know, folks of color feel that they belong in spaces of leisure and outdoor spaces and um, aquatic spaces. I want it to be normal for our children and, you know, the generations beyond us to be surfers, to be outdoor people, to own land at the beach, to, you know, have access to see themselves represented. Just like Mickey Dora, Chelsea is seeking freedom in surfing. But her definition of freedom couldn't be more different from Mickey's. He wanted to live a life without responsibilities. She just wants to feel safe. And I think that the ultimate level of freedom is to be able to walk into a space autonomously and feel comfortable. Above all, the women of Textured Waves want to spread the message that surfing is fun. We started this because of our passion for surfing and not any resentment for being held out of it. I think that is what drives us to do what we do. We're passionate about this. And because we are so passionate about this, we want other Black women to discover this passion because it is an amazing passion to have. It's a good addiction to have. <laughs> so I, that's what drives us every day doing this. Um, and I think that's important to say because I know our, with our history, trauma comes up a lot, and that is something that we are fully aware of. But um, this sport brings us joy, and that's why we do what we do, is because of the joy we get from surfing every day. Mm-hmm. 
Lost Hills is written and reported by me, Dana Goodyear. It's created by me and Ben Adair and produced by Western Sound and Pushkin Industries. Subscribe to Pushkin Plus and you can binge the entire season right now ad-free. Find Pushkin Plus on the Lost Hills show page in Apple Podcasts or at pushkin.fm slash plus. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.